It's the story of an American held in a dark Venezuelan prison. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. I'm Becky Bruce. I spent a year working on Hope in Darkness, which now has more than 2 million downloads. Find it on kslpodcast.com or wherever you listen to podcasts. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Where KSL offers Utah deeper insights on the news. Host Boyd Matheson divides rage from reason and elevates the conversation on issues crucial to our community. On KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. Good afternoon. Welcome back to our second hour of Inside Sources. I'm filling in for Boyd Matheson today. My name is Greg Scordis. In the last um, hour or so, our president Biden spoke about uh, what he calls the big lie, the the claim by some members of the Republican Party that the election was stolen from Donald Trump. A lot of us have, like myself, have voted only in one state, and that state is Utah for me. Um, we've had for many years mail-in voting. We've had for several years uh, l- liberal uh, registration to vote. And we've had early voting allowed at some of our districts. And I and I have to applaud our lieutenant governor's office and our county election clerks for doing that because we have had a great deal of success in Utah with things that other states are now claiming uh, restricts access to the ballot box by voters. Um, President Biden today slammed the Republican Party uh, for restricting voting. Here's some things that he said. To those who challenge the results and question the integrity of the the election, no other election has ever been held under such scrutiny and such high standards. The big lie is just that, a big lie. In America, if you lose, you accept the results. You follow the Constitution. You try again. You don't call facts fake and then try to bring down the American experiment just because you're unhappy. And we did see after the election numerous people, including our own attorney general, uh, who went to other states and challenged their their voting results and challenged those in courts. And I may be wrong, but I believe that every single one of those challenges was shut down, that that our Supreme Court and our uh, appellate federal courts have have not found that there has been widespread voter fraud and have not thrown out the results of any significant election. That doesn't mean that there have been some glitches in the process, and that's unacceptable. But by and large, we do a very good job in this country. We do an incredibly good job in this state of making sure that every vote is counted and that everyone that wants to vote can get there and can get to the get to the ballot box and make their name, their voice heard. President Biden said this is the biggest test of our country since the Civil War. I've said it before. We're facing the most significant test of our democracy since the Civil War. That's not hyperbole. Since the Civil War. The Confederates, back then, never breached the Capitol, as insurrectionists did on January the 6th. Now, we've seen since the election of uh, 2020 a number of states enact laws 
that would in in no matter how you characterize it it's going to restrict certain individuals from getting to the to the ballot box the the uh the alternative to that is that it tends to make sure that people who do vote are registered correctly are not um fraudulently doing any any voting that they're that they're monitoring the system very well but it also restricts some people's access to voting um president biden chimed in on that as well and actually com- actually compared some of these states voting reform laws at calling them jim crow laws uh, which of course uh, brings back a lot of terrible memories uh, in our country's history from after the civil war this year alone 17 states have enacted, not just proposed, but enacted 28 new laws to make it harder for Americans to vote. Not to mention, and catch this, nearly 400 additional bills Republican members of the state legislatures are trying to pass. The 21st century Jim Crow assault is real. It's unrelenting. And we're going to challenge it vigorously. You know, and the, and they have challenged it vigorously, and as I indicated, it has largely, almost unanimously, been upheld. the 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 votes in the various states, and our courts have been reluctant, very reluctant, to second guess our our uh, clerks, our our representatives who put the voting um, uh, machines together, who who organize that, and and. And say, well, we're we're going to throw this out, and we're going to do a recount. It's, it's, I'm not saying it won't happen; it hasn't happened. But it, it, we do things so well in this country that that shouldn't be an issue, and it's too bad that it is. Some some state legislators want to make it harder for you to vote, and if you vote, they want to be able to tell you your vote doesn't count for any reason they make up. They want the ability to reject the final count and ignore the will of the people if their preferred candidate loses. And they're trying, not only targeting people of color, they're targeting voters of all races and backgrounds just with a simple target. Who did not vote for them? That's the target. It's an interesting um, dialogue and it's an interesting weighing process. Because on the one hand, you you have to agree with the president that we shouldn't restrict people's access to voting. On the other hand, we have to agree with uh, the Republicans who say we should make sure that the voting process is is honorable and it's and it, it accurately reflects the will of the people. That every vote that's counted is legitimate. And that it's counted appropriately, and and that's that's a balance that we're going to have a hard time with in the country. Um, here are some um, suggestions, perhaps, by the president. We have to for, forge a coalition of Americans of every background and political party: the advocates, the students, the faith leaders, the labor leaders, the business executives, and raise the urgency of this moment. Because as much as people know they're screwing around with the election process, I don't think that most people think. This is about who gets to count what vote counts. Now, I've previously said that the Supreme Court has largely supported these. The president doesn't agree with everything the Supreme Court has done. Just weeks ago, the Supreme Court yet again weakened the Voting Rights Act and upheld what Justice Kagan called, quote, a 
significant race-based disparity in voting opportunities. The court's decision, as harmful as it is, puts the burden back on Congress to restore the Voting Rights Act to its intended strength. As soon as Congress passes the For the People Act and the John Lewis Voting Rights Advancement Act, I will sign it and let the whole world see it. Interesting to see what's going to happen and how we're going to deal with the election cycle coming up. When we come back after the break, billionaires in space, a good thing, a bad thing, or something in between. Stay tuned. Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. There's desperation and anguish. More than 80,000 Afghans have since arrived in America, but this story is still unfolding. I'm Andrea Smartin. In my new podcast, Stranger Becomes Neighbor, we'll find out what happens to these new arrivals in our communities. Who would help our newest neighbors? Follow us at kslpodcast.com, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen.